I'm Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pesson. And this is Bitchin' About Food. OMG. It has been a hot minute, Jan. Yeah. It's the end of January. Oy vey is mere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have not recorded anything since mid-December. Because, and I'm going to tell you why. Because that's what the holidays do to you. Mm. The holidays, as you correctly pointed out during the holidays, they never seem to end and you think you're done, but you're never done. No, you're never done. Um, I want to talk about the most wonderful time of the year. Okay? Okay. <laughs> We're in it. <laughs> okay. This is it. This is right now. Yeah. Okay. Because the holidays are still in our rearview mirror. Like, I can wave to Christmas. Like, bye. Smell you later in 11 months. I see. But right now, after... Forget that stupid... Before the holidays song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. They should have a It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year in January song. Wow. You really are like the, the Grinch. This, no, what no. The? No, here's the thing. Okay, no, I've thought a lot about this. This I've been thinking about our housekeeping for quite some time here. Mm, evidently. Jan. Go ahead. Okay. Christmas. Okay, starting with, let's really start with Halloween with my pumpkin burgers, my scary cheddar burgers that have pumpkins on them and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then Christmas and then New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day. You know, uh, it's a lot to cram into six to eight week period. And we had it easy this year because everything fell on a long weekend uh -huh. last year. This yes. year, everything falls in the middle of the week. We're totally screwed. We have to work the day before and the day after all the holidays. And uh -huh. it's, a, it's a leap year. Anyway, but, you know, every time I hear that song in December, it's the most wonderful time. I'm thinking, no, 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 wrong time to play it. It's after everything's over. Don't you feel like, you ever go and get a panini? <laughs> you ever have a panini sandwich? And the way they make it is they take that big iron rectangle and they press down really hard on the bread and the meat and they squish it onto the grill and then it flattens and then you have a panini. Let Don't me, you feel that the holidays, it's one giant panini press on your head every day of the holidays? Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, if we were like on camera, I would just be looking at you like you're the most insane person on the planet. Well, right for those now. of us, who, for those of you who are listening, and I know you've been clamoring, clamoring for when our next podcast is going to be. Parentheses. No one's been clamoring. <laughs> <laughs> she is looking at me like I'm the most crazy person in the kinda, whole world. Okay. Kind of. That's a lot of thought to come up with the panini analogy. That's a lot of the thought. The holidays are one big panini press to your head. I understand. I understand. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. But here's the thing. Okay. Like a lot of your stress and angst around the holidays is also self-imposed. That's what my sister-in-law said. And she's right. That's exactly what she said. And she is right. It, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But you, you know, you had the same amount of stress and angst over the holidays. Well, yes and no. I don't have as much stress and angst about the holidays as you do. No, for but me, you don't have none. I don't have none. No. But the holidays, you have to understand for me, used to be fantastic. Well, yeah, because you didn't do jack shit. That's right. <laughs> I used to go home. <laughs> I used to go home for like a month or two weeks or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And I didn't do shit. Yeah. I just showed up and my mother did everything. Yeah, no. Everything. No, I'm It was not. fantastic. But you never really had that. No, not when I was a kid I did. But ever since I've been kind of out on my own, no, no I've had no. I have. 
up until I was like 55. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) 54 years old, ready for Christmas Eve dinner. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Will's over there laughing. Seriously, you're ridiculous. But, you know, clearly, you're the baby of the family, and it totally shows, really. Clearly, you're just jealous because I I had it so good for so long. My sister-in-law said, you make the holidays stressful for yourself. Somehow, she and my brother have managed to detach from the holidays. Mm -hmm. Like, they, and, you know, even Dean said at Thanksgiving when I was having my 40th meltdown, he goes... Why don't we just go to norms? Norms. Okay. That's depressing. For those of you who don't live in LA, norms is like Denny's. Maybe not even as good as Denny's. Dean just wants to go to norms for Thanksgiving. He goes, they have good turkey there. They don't. (laughs) God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's just depressing. Yeah. When you don't really have any place to go for Thanksgiving, that's kind of a depressing place to be. Yeah. And it's the like, thing is, you know, I had it easy this year. I had it easy this year in terms of the timing of the holidays, the weekend. I didn't really have too much going on. Otherwise, you know, everything was, I have my whole system down. I have everything written down, blah, blah, blah. And it still kicked my ass. But again, not stressful for me. No, I know. Because you, you did everything. But you had a beautiful, a beautiful Christmas night dinner. I did. That was really nice. And that wasn't really that stressful for me. The only part of that that got stressful was when everyone left and I couldn't find my cat. Oh, my God. The cat story. I have that written down here. Yeah. Cat story. Mm. So Dean and I are, how did this, where were we? Oh, we, oh, we went out somewhere. We went to, you went to look at lights. We went to the canals in Venice to look at the lights. Yeah. Which ended up being very disappointing. And all of a sudden my phone goes off and Jan's like, I can't find Ginger. I yeah. can't find the cat. I wanted to get into your backyard. I was like, is it okay if I just go back there and look? Because I couldn't, fu- we couldn't, we looked and we looked. And Ginger's not the one that normally would get out or we would be worried about because yeah. she doesn't go even try like Fred does. No. And but because everyone was going in and out and then I couldn't find her and we looked everywhere and it was, it was my cousin, my friend, Col- my cousin Lori, my friend Colleen, my mother, my mother who has macular degeneration, literally can't see, is outside with a flashlight yeah. at night trying to find this cat. And there's no cat. Turns out, all of a sudden, I'm about ready to, you know, jump in the car and start printing out flyers. I get this message. Found her. She had f- basically rolled herself, f- flattened herself yeah. under the tablecloth. Yeah, in on the, the house, table. in the house, on the chair. See, I don't normally have a tablecloth that hangs down on that table. So I did because that's where I put the food this year. And so the tablecloth was hanging down onto the chair where she had managed to camouflage her. And like we had looked every, we had looked there. Yeah. I had looked there. But she had rolled herself up into the tablecloth, tablecloth that was hanging down. And you couldn't see her. And she's tiny. So yeah. Then the last time I, I just kept looking in the same, you know, like a crazy person doing the same thing over and over again. I kept looking and then I saw some movement and then I see her little eyes and her little nose and I just grabbed her and she shrieked because I must have grabbed her fairly hard. And then Fred jumped up and was trying. And then when I put her down, Fred attacked her because he was upset. We were all upset, but it turned out to be fantastic because we found her. Had we not found her, that would have been a very bad Christmas. Yeah. But anyway, that was the only stressful part. The moral of that story is dogs are better. (laughs) (sighs) Probably. (laughs) It's probably true. Like right now we're looking at Patty, the dog, and there's no way she could hide under a tablecloth. No. She's getting bigger every day. She's a big baby. She's a big baby girl. She's totally sound asleep at my feet. Uh, Okay. 
what is it? They never seem to be finished. Oh, yeah. Because you had a moment where you thought you were all done. You thought everything was set. You had all the shopping done. You were totally set. And then you got a last minute invitation to go see a friend whose child was in town with their three small children. So your mom rightfully said, well, we got to go get some toys for these kids. And here it is, New Year's Eve day. I'm running around because I'm having a party. And I see you leave. I go, where is she going on New Year's Eve day? No, you had to go shopping. Yeah. That kicked ass. That was yeah. kicking. That was that was hard. It wasn't that hard, but I mean, no, yeah. No, we were like one more thing. But and, we didn't have to do that, but we wanted to do that. So we did that. I know. You didn't have to. That, well, that's the thing. You don't have to do anything. That's but true. But if you want to have nice holidays, you got to haul ass. You do. You got to put a little effort in there. Yeah. yeah. You do. The other you thing do. I want to talk about is, you know, you still have to cook like, Two days before, the day before, two days after, three days after, four days after, every major holiday, you still have to cook something else. Yeah, because you know? people are funny. They want to eat. I always say to my mother, really, you still want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> after I've said, we're going to eat this big meal tomorrow. Can you just not eat for till tomorrow? No. No, it doesn't work that way. No. She's like, well, I'll just have a frozen TV dinner. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Here so, you go. Here's my question. Is there a way of making them less stressful? Well, I know for me, the the easiest way to make them less stressful is to move away from you. <laughs> <laughs> you are a giant bitch. bitch from I know. Hell. No, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, you just you sort. I mean, in theory, there's lots of ways to make things less stressful, but yeah, in theory. implementing them in your brain is yeah. another story. Exactly. It's like you know, in theory, I, I could probably feel better if I would just stop eating sugar too but you know yeah. easier said than done you yeah. know what I mean yeah Bean. so well we're starting off the new year with a bang because uh-huh. we have two pretty high profile guests coming here true yeah they're not here yet we're talking before they get here mm-hmm. we have Joe and Pepper Edmiston our beloved engineer Will's parents who you know I when I started googling them it was unbelievable and we'll talk about. I'm I'm nervous. I gotta say I'm nervous about meeting them because they're mm. pretty. They're pretty. Uh, they're like movers and shakers. They're celebrities. Yeah, they are kind of. Yeah, we're having real celebrities. Anyway, to our little podcast. Wish us luck, studio audience or whatever audience uh, is listening to us. Wish audience us luck. of three. <laughs> Thanks for okay, listening. Let's cut to Joe and Pepper. Okay. All right. Back. Back. Jan. We have very distinguished guests in our studio today. I know. Very distinguished. Yeah. I'm a little nervous to tell you the truth. I know. You need to calm down. I'm, I'm calm. I'm nervous. Take a Xanax. And calm. I'm, I don't take Xanax. I'm just saying, please okay. welcome to the podcast, Joe and Pepper Edmiston. Yay! Our Hooray. beloved engineer, Will's parents. So, Yay, Will. Yay, Will. Okay. Oh, Will. So this all started. Let me explain to you how this started, because I had no intention of interviewing you all. Just, it never even occurred to me. But then we interviewed Will. I don't know if you heard the podcast where Will was our guest. No, he didn't tell us. Yes. Well, Will was our guest a couple of months ago because, as you know, he's obsessed with hamburgers. Yeah. (laughs) He loves him a good hamburger. So his whole Instagram feed is about hamburgers. So I said, you know, you should be on our podcast to talk about hamburgers. And he said, okay, fine. So he was on the podcast and we were just talking about this and that. And what I said to him was... And this is what I ask all our podcast guests, and I'll probably ask you too if we have time, about his childhood. I said, well, so how did this whole meat-loving thing start? 
I mean, when you were young, did you, he said, well, I'm one of seven children. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. My dad was one of seven. And I said, well, I mean, how did you learn to appreciate food? Were you in the kitchen? Was your mom cooking? And he said this, he said a sentence to me. He said, my mom has never cooked a meal in her life. And my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> and I said to Jan on the way home, how does a woman raise seven children without ever cooking? To which Jan responded, how does a woman raise seven children? Which I thought was funny. But the thing is, yeah. welcome. And your son is so kind. And 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 when he was talking about um, the pigs, you guys have pet pigs. He was talking about how he got you these pigs. My girlfriend, Catherine Detrave, who lives in the Pacific Palisades, said, I think I met Will's mother at the dry cleaners the other day because I saw I heard this woman say Edmiston as her last name. And then she was talking to the guy about her pigs. And I said to her, oh, I think I know your son, Will. <laughs> so you met my friend Catherine of the dry cleaners in the Palisades. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming. It's an it's an honor to have you. And um, I said to Will, I don't know anything about your parents. He said, Google them. <laughs> and that launched me on a deep dive. Uh, the first deep dive was Pepper, because, you know, I have this all written down here. You were, you went to Berkeley in the 60s, which, I mean, that... Was... I have my sign. I have my original protest sign. That... You should come to our house. And... We would love to. We'll yeah, meet we... the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, Berkeley in the 60s was no joke. I mean, that was like the place to be. That I, Unbelievable. And then you taught in South Central for a while. Five years. Yeah, and then you started Camp Good Times for Children with Cancer because you had a son who was he had cancer and he and there was no place for yeah. kids for and then you did that and then McDonald's kind of got into a partnership with you and then it became Camp Ronald McDonald and then you took them to Washington DC to do something Will said we were we were I worked on uh, the Clinton the first inauguration of Clinton I went back for a couple of weeks yeah. and then we had 25 kids with cancer come and walk with Clinton and Gore across the Memorial Bridge, and and Will and Charlie were just about trampled. I was taking pictures, <laughs> and, and my daughter saved them. She just like pulled them up, uh, and then my my board uh, tossed me out. Yeah, it was a coup d'état while yeah. we were in Washington because the because Ronald McDonald people, the McDonald's people, didn't want to risk the trip, which you got back and everything was fine, and they still. Well, they didn't. They didn't want universal health coverage. Yeah, it was very political. Yeah, and we had had President Reagan come to our camp many times and visit. He was great. Yeah, I so, see the pictures on the website. Yeah, it was fine. It's unbelievable. It was fine for for him to come, but not a Democrat. Yeah. So then we. Uh, then you sued McDonald's. And well, just just the the board that fired board. me because you, I was annoyed. But then you won. I won. Well, yeah. of course I won. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do anything wrong yeah but they just wanted me out and then we i had this really cute friend sally struthers you'd love to interview her absolutely and she and i started this camp called happy trails for kids happy with disabilities. trails for kids with disabilities which i have here so <laughs> i read this from your website at the time you were divorced i said to will so you he said well i'm a product of my mom's second marriage so you had five children with your first husband your first husband you had five children will is will and his brother are Joe's right. kids, yeah. So you had fi five small kids, I'm assuming. They were young kids. Oh, yeah. And you were, you know, in the middle of this f f f 
lawsuit about an old camp starting a new camp for kids with disabilities. You don't cook, and somehow you meet Joe, and he says yes to you, everything. And you go, oh, by the way, I also... No, he didn't say yes. I also need land. You said, I also need land. Yeah. And he gave it to you. <laughs> That's how I met him. Yeah. Did I, he... I was married. I was married. Okay. He was engaged to a woman named Claire Abrams. No. And my last name was Abrams at no. the time. And he looked like this. You know, he was... He was not. He was not nice. He was always ready to fight and argue with me. He's handsome. Of, he, well, yeah. Look at Will. He looks exact. Will looks just like him. Yes. Uh, so I met Joe, and we both. Gray Davis. Somehow we worked with Gray because Gray was an assemblyman, and he wanted a camp in the Santa Monica Mountains. And Joe allegedly wanted public-private partnerships, but not really. So I, I pursued him about getting a property, and we went up to Sacramento with Richard Chamberlain. Do you know who he is? Yes. And uh, we lobbied all over Sacramento, and we got money for a property for a camp for kids with cancer. And then that fell through, and we got, he got another can, uh, property. So we had two properties. Then my husband left, my husband Bud, and then I made a list of potential second husbands, and I surprisingly wrote his name down, huh. and I thought I hated him. And so I had about a dozen names. But why did you think you hate him? Because he wouldn't give you the land? He was mean to me and bossy, and he didn't smile. Oh. <laughs> and so... Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought that would scare her off, but it didn't. No. You can't scare anybody so off. So wait, look, can I just go back for a second? Your, your first husband, Bud, Yeah. he just left? He left. He got the hint because I was sleeping in the living room for two years. Ah, oh, yeah. I okay. see. I see. Okay, got it. Got it. It, it took Understood. a while. That wasn't part of your stand-up routine. I loved that. Okay. okay. Well, I have to be thoughtful about the five kids. Yeah. 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 And so I called him up and I said, hi, this is Pepper and my husband's gone and want to have lunch. And I swear yeah. he went, blah, 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 and hung up. He yeah. couldn't even talk. Of course not, because he, you had pepper magic. He knew he couldn't resist aww. the pepper magic because he knew it was only a matter of time before he inherited five kids, had two kids of his own, and gave you the land. 40 years later? Yeah. Oh, he gave you the land 40 years later? Sure. I didn't get any land. I got, instead of the two campsites, I got two sons. Yeah. And his, uh, my tubes have been tied. They had to be retied. His parents gave us $10,000. Wow. 5000 for Will. Five thousand for Charlie. He's worth five thousand. Will he's worth ten? Yeah, yeah. He's a mensch. And he's, o he's over there like beet red, like his head. If, if he could sink, <laughs> Will. If he could sink into the floor, he would. He, right we, now. I call him Willard. Willard. We all have our name, our yeah. names for him. Yeah. Willard uh, was a movie about a rat, but that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he's an animal person. Well, anyway. Oh my God. We're so I talk called about Joe a second time, and I said, uh, there, "Have you heard of the Concern Block Party? It was a famous thing where they shut down Rodale Drive, and every no. single uh, restaurant in Beverly Hills, you know, had offerings." So I said, "I need a glutton. Will you come with me?" And he said, oh "Yes." <laughs> and so we had our date, and then the second date, he said, "I think we should get married." Wow. But did he know at the time you didn't cook? That's what this podcast is about. His mother about didn't food. cook. Okay. It's, he didn't care about cooking. <laughs> he didn't, I mean, think about what men care about. Later, I said to him, why did you marry me? Yeah. You know, thinking personality, something. He said, good sex. There we go. That was it. They don't care about anything else. Well. <laughs> you could be the vice president of the country. They don't care. 
Okay. But yeah. let's talk about that for a minute. Well, let's talk about Joe for one second. Of here. all the things we've talked about, which are we going to pick up? We're going to talk the about sex, or the or the not cooking, or the. <laughs> well, I, I think you, I think we have to talk about the sex. Well, personally, no, but... no, no, no. I don't want to know. No, about the okay. sex. <laughs> that well, I don't want to know. All right. I, I mean, we I might I, get a few more viewers. I but might get listeners, <laughs> but that's all right. Listen, your choice. Elder I, sex. I believe oh. them. <laughs> <laughs> your Will son is, is literally like Will. ready to evaporate. <laughs> your son is ready to decapitate himself. <laughs> he is just. <laughs> He is extremely done. amusing to watch from he is behind. Done. Really. <laughs> but Joe, let's talk about Joe. And then we're going to move on to Janet Salter. We're moving on to Janet okay. after Joe. Joe, the president of the Santa Monica, what is it again? The Santa Monica Mountains Conservancy, since the executive director since 1979. That's huge. Jan and I met in 1978. That's how, I mean, we've. Been... Are you girls a couple? No. Oh, okay. No. No, 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 no. You were very quick about that. No. Well. No, I mean. Well, I you're allowed. Yeah, I mean, of course. I no, no. I mean, I have a boyfriend of 19 years, and Jan has, she lives with her mom and takes care of her mom, so we got that. But we live next door to each other. Oh, so you're we, besties. We've never yeah. been able to really shake each other off, yeah. as much as I've tried. Basically. You're we met besties, in college. As much as I've tried. Long time ago. Joe, what started you on this journey to save the land? Uh, well, I grew up in a uh, Sierra Club family. Gotcha. And my mother was very much involved in animal welfare and animal rights and that kind of thing. And so okay. I came by it naturally. Okay. And how did you get involved with the Santa Monica people? You just lived out here. Did you grow up out here? Uh, I grew up in East Los Angeles, as a matter of fact. Okay. And uh, one thing led to another. And because of my Sierra Club and involvement, uh, I got a job with the Sierra Club. I see. And that was to save the coast. It was a proposition in, in uh, 1972 to save the coast, the Coastal Commission. And I went up and down the coast telling them what to do. <laughs> and then I realized that the only thing that you could do was to try to do it yourself. And when the opportunity came, Jerry Brown called me and I said, yes, sir, I'm here. Wow. Okay. So this is huge. So, you know, you have... Two kids for camps for cancer under your belt. You have ex-husbands and good sex and children, and you have the land. But we're here to talk about food. How on earth did you start with your first husband raising five children and not cooking? Did you have help? We had. I had. We had help. Okay. We, we had what we called bunk maids. We had two housekeepers sleeping in a bunk bed, and I mean, I had to. Yeah. Because I was working. And when I saw your mother's obituary, Janet Salter, um, in the Beverly Hills Courier, you and you and Jan, my Jan, have something in common in that both of your mothers look like retired movie stars. Yes. My mother wanted to be a real, real movie star. But her mother is 94 and still gets, in Santa Monica, if they go to lunch, she'll get people coming up to her saying, were you in the movies? <gasps> yeah. yeah. And she just goes, of course. Do you want my autograph? She just plays <laughs> yeah. them right along, even though she yeah. was never... But that picture never. of your mom with the beautiful blonde hair and the long cigarette holder and, you know, an illustrator for the Beverly Hills Courier for 40 years and went to Otis College, which is right near where we live, and... Did she, did she ever cook? Did oh she... yeah, my mom was a regular, a normal cook. She yeah, cooked? we had dinner. Interestingly, every night there was a plate that had applesauce and cottage cheese and, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, this is 
bow. <laughs> and, you know, that's how our dinner was. And those lamb chops, you know, and some fruit. And we ate dinner. One plate full, we ate. My kids, the way they're raising our eight grandchildren is, do you want broccoli oh, with garlic yeah. <laughs> on it or do you want broccoli with pepper? Oh, you don't want broccoli? That's I'll, a different... I'll cook you some Brussels sprouts. And we, my daughter and her husband and two kids live with Joe and me in the empty bedrooms. And every night we have to hear this discussion. Oh, is that too rare? I'll cook you another one. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, oh, do you want a second helping? Here. Anyway. Well, when you were... Okay, so when you were growing up with Janet, the glamorous Janet... Did she, so she cooked every night? She was a good cook. But sure. how did you not pick up on, how did you, how did you not absorb that somehow in the kitchen as a little girl? Like somehow you, when you got up and when you got out on your own, you didn't cook, you didn't have an interest in it, or you were too busy working with all of the things that you were you know, working with. I'm kind of cloddy and I would frequently cut myself. Yeah. But, uh. One of the things I was telling Joe in the car, when I went to John Burroughs Junior High here in LA and they made you take cooking and I couldn't relate to anything and we had a final. And so in ink, I wrote on my thighs all these answers to, to quizzes and recipes and everything. And then we, I took the test and cheated and I kept pulling up my dress and writing the answers, <laughs> pulling up, writing the answers. And then the next class was PE where I had to put on shorts. Oh, no. And the PE teacher said, Pepper, what, what is that? And, you know, so I got caught, brought to the principal, got a D in cooking. I, I mean, it never has been a friend of mine. I cooking. hear you. Eating has been a friend. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I have the same relationship with sewing. I kept... We, I, oh, stab myself. Yeah, yeah I no, had no. to take sewing. Yeah, I took cooking and sewing, and I <laughs> flunked sewing, but I loved cooking. And my... my um, and I, I love the blind, but my uh, apron looked like a blind person sewed it. You know, it was so off, which you want to hear something funny. I was friends with this guy who was blind. He founded the Camp for the Blind, Bloomfield. Okay. And we went out to lunch. Did I ever tell you this, Joe? And I told him I look like Elizabeth Taylor, because why not say that to a blind person? <laughs> then he got his sight back, and I couldn't see him anymore. Oh, no. I hid. Oh, my Wait, God. He was blind, and then he got his he sight got back? He got his sight back, at least limited. Was it a miracle or just a I don't procedure? know if it was a surgery or what. He okay. was, he's passed away now, but, but he I was mean, a, he knew, a great he, man. But he started off not blind because he knew who Elizabeth Taylor was. He knew who Elizabeth Taylor was. So he went was. from blind, not right, blind to blind, to blind to not blind. Wow, yeah. what a journey. Uh, but anyway. I asked each of my... First of all, Will, you'll remember this. I remember, Will, I, I took spaghetti and I said, you throw it against the wall. Oh, yeah. And, did he, and if it yeah. doesn't drop down, it's ready to eat. And I said, that's the only thing I know. Yeah. But when the kids were small, even after you married Joe, did you know Joe going in that Pepper didn't cook? <laughs> uh, I didn't care. <laughs> At didn't all. Care. It was just about the sex. I gotcha. Okay. I no. didn't. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was the philosophical discussion. Yes, was, of course. It was the politics. The politics, yeah. And, and other things. And other things. Yeah. But when I said to Will, Will told me a story about when he was a kid and somebody asked you, Joe, how much beef do you go through with these kids? <laughs> and you said, herds. <laughs> like, you... <laughs> you you somehow had, you somehow instilled in your will, our beloved will, a love of beef that has translated to this very day with his burger. Are you following his burgers on Instagram? His uh, no, I, I don't have it yet. I'm going to get Instagram. 
it's you have to follow his burger account he he goes to these places where you know i was telling jan and i were talking like we wouldn't even drive by it much less go right. go, in, go in there and eat but i mean then he posts a picture of the restaurant which sometimes looks very scary and according to him he won't post it unless the burger's really good so he's you know, a connoisseur yeah so the, the the restaurant looks bad and then he'll post a picture of the burger which generally looks pretty darn good and i'm like you know what we should try that place i say to dean but we only go to one place for burgers but oh. well i just remembered we went to mcdonald's a whole bunch i mean you're asking if they ever had a real meal and that's where they were thus i bet his love of hamburgers yeah did you ever think of that will well, he said that he also, when his when the kids, he, he's unconscious, he's not even answering. He said that when they were young, they all worked at Domino's Pizza. That was another way they fed the, themselves. Oh, his older siblings worked there, and when they were tired, they slept on the dough. They had these, <laughs> and the other thing they told me was that they used to swap food with their friends who worked at the Chinese place, I forgot it, Panda Express. So they'd fake order and give each other food. Yeah. Clever. Yeah, very clever. But mm -hmm. did you cook, Joe? Did you cook when the kids were little? Were you a cook? Were you the Sunday morning breakfast uh, guy? I was. I was the Sunday morning breakfast yeah. Uh, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing like a griddle on Sunday morning to entice you to do the right thing. Yes, pancakes <laughs> and bacon and eggs, and that was always. You know, my boyfriend's mother was not a great cook, but his father, who was in the Navy as a cook on a battleship. Whenever he was around, because he worked nights, so sometimes on the weekends when he would come home and the kids were around, that was always the breakfast they looked forward to the most because his father was a great cook for, you know, because he cooked for the Navy, obviously. Yeah, he would have well, to be able to kill him. <laughs> my great ambition in life is to be a short order cook. <laughs> no, no, if you look at, at any one of the, go to any place where the, you can see the cook in the grill doing the short orders. Yeah. And the coordination you have to have it's and the forethought. Uh, yeah. But you can't do that because you're busy saving the land for us to hike in. That, that's because it takes more uh, intelligence to be a short order cook than it does <laughs> to buy land in Southern California. So. I don't know about that. I mean, I my boyfriend's a huge hiker and I love to hike too. But And I said to him, hey, anytime we're in the mountains now, we have to thank, in, in the Santa Monica Mountains at least, we have to thank Joe Edmiston for... For the it's parks true. that were here. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked each of the kids what they remember about me cooking for them. Oh, yeah. So one of them remembered, and I have a photo to prove it. One night they had Coke soup. <laughs> and there's this picture of them all sitting around. Hot or cold? Hot or cold? Cold. Cold. You know, cold soup. Coke okay. soup. That was one like night. Like vichyssoise. Okay, got it. <laughs> and then John remembered... Oh, what did he remember? Oh, yeah. I, I learned how to make carrot soup, and I got these big vats, and I would make all this, you know, because it was something of substance, but they hated it, but I kept, you know, like a machine because I could make it. So he remembered that. Susan remembered, uh, I, I was a vegetarian. I am now. I was off and on for a long time, oh. and I gave the kid these, remember those hot dogs, Will? Oh, uh, Big Franks. Big Franks. Big Franks. Big Frank's come in a can, and it's all vegetarian. I mean, for oh, 30 really? years, 40 years, and, and I would somehow cook that Big Frank. And, you know, and then there was your apples, you know, bananas. Yeah. And then uh, another one said he ate cereal all the time. <laughs> and we remember we had that, uh, like, a row of cereal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk about the kids because <laughs> do the kids cook now? Does your daughter cook? She's a great cook oh. and a baker. You okay. wouldn't believe how okay. good she is. So she lives with you. So that's kind of a blessing that she's around to cook and bake. Yeah. Which is good. Well, we don't eat with them because we don't want to hear, oh, did you not want the carrot slice so thin? Here, oh, we'll give yeah. you another carrot. Yeah, I know. That's... But yeah. she did, like, she did chocolate chip banana muffins. Yeah. Will had some yesterday. Mm, so good. Well, what does that look like now that you guys are, I mean, you're you're sort of empty nesters. The kids are, everybody's grown up now. They have their own families. We're not stuff. empty nesters. No. Our son, Charlie, lives with us, too. Okay. So what do you do for food between the two of you? Uh, we go out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where do you like to go? Jan and I are desperate for good restaurants. We like Angelini in the Palisades, but it's very expensive. Oh, yeah. Too expensive. Too expensive, but really good. Well, my two very favorite restaurants in L.A., one is called A Votre Santé, and it's on San Vicente, a half a block east of 26th. It is the best food okay. ever. Write this down, Jan. <laughs> A Votre Santé to your health, and yep. it's been there for 35 years. Okay. And Mm. And the other one is called uh, Casa, wait, what's it called? Vita, Cafe Vita, same thing, you know, veggie burgers. And, it's just great, those yeah. two. Okay. Can't miss. So you well, are... my favorite is Taj Mahal. Oh, right. an Indian restaurant in Pacific Palisades. And you go in there and there's never <laughs> anybody there. Oh, I like it. Uh, but food is so good and they, they do a delivery service. And we're thinking, we kept thinking, this must be a front for something. <laughs> yeah, because it's always hot, empty. You could hear the wind blowing through it. Yeah. But they've been there forever, okay. 30 or but, 40 years. But it's extremely good food. And so we like that. So you're not, so you're a vegetarian. You're not a vegetarian, Joe. Are you a vegetarian? No. <laughs> when you've demolished herds of cattle? No. You ask me that question? No. But you know, a lot of a lot of people are moving towards plant-based now. Back in Plant-based cattle? Yeah. <laughs> they are plant-based. Exactly. Well, let's talk about the exactly. irony. Let's talk about the irony of Joe who's all about saving the land, but somehow lets two pigs tear up his front yard. I have to talk about those pigs because Will told the story of how you got the pigs. Yes, I, I told said, him to go buy one girl, and I he said, came back with two boys. I said, well, first of all, why did you tell him to go buy a girl no, pig? I, I, I saw the pigs at the Yeah, he saw the, he saw the pigs and said to yeah. himself, oh, I have to give these to my mother, which is not a sentence that you think to yourself whenever you see two pigs. That's not the next sentence. But then when I read Janet Salter's obituary that you wrote in the Beverly Hills Courier, thank you very much, uh, it comes to light that, Janet Salter had bark mitzvahs for her dogs. Oh, yeah. since the fifties. That's so. And cute. they're in Wikipedia. My B parents bark mitzvah, and I I've thought never to myself, heard of that. "Oh, that's big parties with the dogs for bark did, mitzvah." Did the boys have brisses as well? <laughs> Briss mitzvah. Uh, it was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm thinking to myself, oh, this makes sense. So this love of animals goes back generations. Oh, and Joe too. Yeah, his his uncles Obviously. were his uncles were cattle ranchers. Two of his uncles. Oh, where? Colorado. Oh wow. Okay. My okay. grandmother was born and raised in Colorado. Okay. Okay, so that's huge. Wait, wasn't your mom born there too? Uh, my mom was born yes in Montrose, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and you grew up, I'm assuming, in Beverly Hills. And then Pretty much. Did your mom also grow up there too? Is she generational California? Like, 
Yes, she was born in L.A. Yeah. And I, this is so funny because they, my grandmother, who was a little wacky, she was in Santa Monica <laughs> about to give birth, and it was so déclassé that she took the red car to L.A. so my mom would be born in Los Angeles. Oh. Toward, she went east on the red car. What? Oh, like a subway? No, no, that was our... The red car was What's the... What's a red car? You don't know about the red car? No. Well, Google it. Okay. So it was it was a surface trans. It was a trolley that went all over Southern California. Oh, okay. we we should only have them now. If only and we did. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So she got on a trolley when she Pre- was in labor. Yeah, so that my mom would be you know fancier. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's amazing. Yeah, I- I'm trying to think of a few more food things. No, no, that's okay because we're oh, talking about but, the animals Pepper now. Was, oh. Pepper was actually born in San Luis Obispo. Oh, beautiful. So she's kind of legitimate as a country girl. And I did ride, I had two, my parents saved two horses from the glue factory and named them Penny and Candy. And whenever they were bad horses, my dad would say, back to the glue factory. So there's all these pictures of me riding as a little kid. Do you ride now? Um, it's a little harder at this age, but yeah. given the opportunity, I will. And we've been watching Yellowstone, and I keep looking at Harrison Ford and Kevin Costner, and I'm thinking to myself, God, you guys are pretty old to be getting up and down on that horse <laughs> all the time. Like, I really admire the fact that they can ride horses. Uh, well, men in general riding horses doesn't seem yeah. that comfortable. Jan's father was a horse man. Really? Yes. Yeah, from Kentucky. Well, originally, uh, he, both my parents were from West Hartford, Connecticut, but he was a veterinarian who went into the horse business, so they moved to Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. He yeah. raised horses? Yeah, he he yeah, we had thoroughbreds and horse races horse yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bred horses, bred for racing. Yeah, I grew up with horses. They're wonderful, huh? But yeah, but I you know, we had one horse I really liked named Billy, who was who was like huge horse, but just the gentlest thing on the planet. And I loved riding him, but then they got me a jumper uh, for English because he was a Western horse. Uh-huh. Then I had a jumper named Runaway who did just that. <laughs> he used to run away with me. So then I got a little motorcycle when I was a kid, and I decided I liked that the best of all. <laughs> so I stopped riding after that. I was like, I'll just ride my motorcycle. I like it better. Well, we, mm-hmm. something you might consider, we got four miniature horses. Now? Uh, we had the, well, how old were you? Do you remember? Oh. Uh, pretty old. High school, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we because for Happy Trails, I had a ran a day program. We needed animals, of course, for the kids. So we got these four miniature horses from uh, a place called Silver Something near Solvang, and we had them in our backyard. And for for Mother's Day, the kids brought bought me fruit trees, and one of our horses ate from an avocado tree, and his head blew up. <laughs> And he got this rare thing called avocado head. Oh, my God. That, that, do you remember? Are you kidding me? Not at all. No, this is just like a typical day. <laughs> so we had them. And my son, David, of course, lived with us. And he was disabled. And he just loved the horses. And we don't have that big of a yard. But they'd go like that. you know. And they thought they were big stallions. And they're 36 inches high. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, my neighbor, well, actually, it was Will. He said every morning he has breakfast, and because he smells horse doo-doo, he feels like he's eating horse doo-doo, so we gave the horses away to places that serve kids with disabilities. Oh, awesome. Well, we had them for years. Well, what do the animals look like now in the house? How many animals do you currently have? Jan has two cats. Oh, well, we just have the two pigs and the six rabbits, and then Charlie 
has part-time custody of a dachshund, and then Will's got his dogs, and Will's girlfriend has a wolf dog. So okay, but at your house, you just have like the rabbits and the pigs, and the yeah, and the doxy part-time. What about the pigs? Can we talk about the pigs for a minute? I mean, yeah. What do you think of having pigs? What what? <laughs> What's the well? So, so first of all, they were billed as miniature pigs, and of course, they're not miniature at all no. now. They're they're just huge and giant pigs. And we went up to uh, Seattle on a family trip, and uh, on the Space Needle and all, and and there was a, a vendor there, and he was you could have your picture taken with these miniature pigs. And I said, so how old are they? And he, you know, five years old. Well, what do you mean five years old? They're 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 still small. Well, yeah, I mean, I said, we have miniature pigs, and they're like this. And he says, well, what do you do? Do you feed them? I says, well, yeah, as much as they want. He says, well. That's why. They don't call them pigs for nothing. Right. They, they talk. They, they, when they lay out, they're right in our front. You walk in our front gate, and they're just right on the right there, laying in the sun. Are they enclosed or just Well, lay? of course, they have a gate. Okay. And and when they've gotten out, they've eaten plastic flowers. Oh God! They 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 have no just you know discriminating taste. They'll eat anything. But usually, are they noisy? Do they? I mean, are they? Well, if he doesn't feed them on time, it sounds like somebody's butchering them. It's like a wailing, wailing. But they talk to us and they won't move and they just go <laughs> like that. And we love them. What do the neighbors say? They're so sick of us. They don't even want to talk to us. <laughs> no, no, no. A- actually, actually. Uh, I thought the same thing. This is going to, we're going to be kicked out of the community. But we we have neighbors who are actually gourmet cooks. Okay. And they bring the, That's right. you know, they bring a, a garbage bag of this gourmet food. Every day people bring leftovers and, and, and they're for not, the pigs. Aww. These folks don't believe in leftovers. So the leftovers go to the pig. Oh. So the pigs get this you know, wonderful gourmet food. Yeah, yeah, this is way better than the green bin program that they're trying to right. implement it's now. Wonder- Everybody should have a pig if you think yeah. about it. Because <laughs> they're happy. First of all, their mouths go up. You know, that countenance, a yeah. happy countenance. Yeah. And they just lay there and they're so happy <laughs> and grateful. You mean the one that Joe doesn't have? Exactly. Yes. I didn't want to say it. Oh, it's evident. no. He's okay. And he has dimples when he smiles. Yeah. He has a happy countenance. He does. <laughs> he does. But no. there's no more happy a countenance than a than a well fed fat pig yeah. lying, lying sleeping in the sun, in the sun and yeah. burping. <laughs> oh but God. our we have some great rabbit stories. I've been okay. Susan and I we counted once we were up to sixty. And we've never eaten any of them. Good. We've actually had people say, Oh, you're raising them for yeah. <laughs> food? My girlfriend, Catherine, who you met at the dry cleaners, was raised in Paris, and rabbit was always on the menu. Oh, God, it was I in, know. It was in Heat rotation. Rabbit. Yeah, rabbit. Rabbit stew. Yeah. 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 Actually, once once we traveled with the kids a lot, and once Joe got the two boys to eat brain if he'd buy them uh, skateboards. No, no. Uh, well, what did they eat? It, it, it was haggis, which oh. is even worse. Yeah, yeah that even is worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I opted out. I did not. But Charlie did it. But you didn't get a skateboard, Will? Yes. The, no. Will did not get a skateboard. Charlie got a skateboard. Yeah. And he ate the haggis. So. Oh, ooh, I don't want to do that. But anyway. Anyway, so we ha- up, we got up to 63 rabbits. It Wait, just was what? W- w- At one point? Yes, and my daughter and I counted them. It was insane. And <laughs> what we didn't learn, you know, it's like farmer by living it. 
not by reading about it. Right. And so it, apparently they can get pregnant every 30 days. I don't know if you know this, oh but as soon God. as they give birth, which is not a picnic, they are fertile and they get raped basically. And oh. they then 30 days later, so they can have eight, eight that's, bunnies times 12. That's no. it's probably near 100. So, Horrible. and they go down and they nurse their babies and they don't stay with them because, you know, because of predators. So I had no idea there were all these bunnies underneath. I mean, some man rabbit must have gone wild. And all of a sudden, one day, three different groups of eight rabbits came out of these holes. And, and I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> we obviously, we kept them and we fed them. And then I had this friend from high school who I always bossed around. And I made her come with me and we took these cardboard boxes of rabbits and like we went to the Topanga feed place and we gave them back all these rabbits because <laughs> they gave me my initial rabbits. And then we went to other pet stores and gave them rabbits. Wow. And then we give, and the other thing is when we had the Democrats, the uh, Pacific Palisades Democrats used our house because there were so few of them in the beginning. And I had a sign that said free rabbit with entry. <laughs> <laughs> and we got rid of some. Do you remember? And then we, what was the other way? And then we had uh, teachers come with disabled kids and we gave the teachers rabbits and cages. And I said to my dad something about $50. And he said, you're charging the teachers? And I said, dad, no, I'm giving them $50 to take the rabbit <laughs> and a cage and food. Yeah, please. So we got down. Uh, oh, and so I couldn't understand. They kept getting pregnant. Well, remember this? I was going to pay you to stay up all night to see, we had this big uh, four foot fence, how, and we separated the men and the women, I had a vet come over, how were they getting impregnated? And I was willing to pay him, you know, for a whole 24 hours and he came back in a half hour and he said, mom, the fence is too short, the men just hop over. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> so now we only have female rabbits. Oh good. And you would think it would be peace on earth. The no. black and white rabbits, you can, Joe will verify, hate the white ones. You know, it's like L.A. now. Yeah, right. The white rabbits it's are like, being rejected by everyone. Like, and they, they have actually killed two white rabbits. It's oh, no joke. God. But this third white one. I have the same thing going on in my yard with my hummingbirds. My hummingbirds, I swear battle. to God, are crips and bloods. I mean, oh, they are crazy. That's who I had when I taught in South Central. They are the crips and the bloods. They are absolutely vicious with one another. They're and they're so, hummingbirds. Yeah, they're hummingbirds. I don't understand. So but, we've got this one rabbit that Joe's been extra careful with, and now uh, there's a lot of what's the word when people are of the same sex and they're very happy? You know, they're grooming each other. Oh, so there's peace now with this last yeah. white rabbit. Harmonious. Yeah, yeah. It's it's peace and harmony in the rabbit uh, area. Yeah, which I, they share with the pigs, and one rabbit just pulls like apples right out of the pig's mouth. Oh gosh. Jeez, but let's okay. Well, let's talk about the animals in relation to the grandchildren because it must be a paradise when your grandchildren come over to see all these animals. And well, yeah. his son Gabriel thought he was a rabbit, and he used to climb in the hutch. I have all these pictures <laughs> of him with. <laughs> They like the rabbits and they're afraid of the pigs. They're Are any of the grandchildren showing an interest in cooking? Is anybody, is any grandchild? Yeah, Caroline, Susan's daughter. Really? She's a good little cook. Is she? Is she yeah. absorbing some stuff? Because that's kind of how it starts. If you're going to be into it, you're going to start when you're a kid, kind of. But my mom was always screaming at us, always. Oh. It wasn't fun to be in the kitchen. Okay. At all. So that's part of the reason why yeah. maybe you kind of lost a thing. 
like you lost a little interest. And and one, so I have two quick stories, very short about... They don't have to be short. Oh, okay. About my first husband. So we got married and we moved to Manhattan Beach. And the first dinner I cooked, and we had huskies, two dogs. He was feeding the husky, the first meal I ever made him. What was it? I think it was beef stroganoff. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> no, it was so sad. And I could see him doing it. It wasn't like he was hiding it. Then we decided, I don't know when... Um, whatever, a year or two into the marriage that we were going to have a dinner party. And I literally had to take whatever was a Xanax because I was so anxious. Yeah. And we had maybe four couples coming. And I remember it was Indian food with saffron, all this stuff. And right before they came, I opened a thing of olives and I really cut myself badly. <sighs> so they were walking in as I was leaving, you know, because I had to go to the, he took me, my husband took me to the ER. Oh no. And it was like How two, in the no, world did you... Cut yourself opening a can. Of olives, because it just slipped. It, I had to get, it ended up four or five stitches. We came back, everybody left. They ate all my food and left, and we had to clean up. That was my <laughs> dinner party when I cooked. Wow, okay. So it was, it, yeah, yeah, okay. I, not, I, to, I not meant to be. Tell about the heart. You have to. So um, Pepper kept asking me about uh, preparation of this, for this uh soiree we're having and um, I said well you know my mother was not really a very good cook I didn't totally understand that uh, because we went out to dinner so much so maybe three or sometimes four times a week we would go out to dinner when you were young when I was young yeah. growing up and we weren't you know we weren't wealthy or anything but uh, so we had these favorite restaurants and all was very good and then all <laughs> e everything on the on the east side is, is ethnic so you can't you can't actually just get a regular steak and great time we had a good 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 life good life and it occurred to me uh, <laughs> that it, it was correlated with the fact that pretty much my mother who was a good housekeeper and uh, she saved money so we had heart and other <laughs> other delicacies. other organs have you ever had heart no <laughs> Well, well, is it will bad? you buy me a skateboard if I, <laughs> <laughs> I get it she's the comedy yeah. <laughs> so uh pretty much after heart my dad would say the next day you know let's go out to dinner <laughs> oh my god so he said it correlated yeah so, more heart so, but the more out me, to dinner it took me I, I didn't realize what was going on it took me well into adulthood to make that uh, <laughs> to make that correlation yeah so. yeah well I mean we could go on literally forever. There are so many stories. I mean, I don't even know if Will cooks now. I, I now want to do a movie about them. <laughs> Will, Will does great barbecue. Will, Will's a good cook. Is he? And he for does everything. great barbecue. And okay. Gabriel, his son, also, I, I even sent him to cooking school. He's, oh. they've, got, they've got the, the gene. Oh, Charlie's that's... never cooked one thing in his life. No. I don't think. Yeah. Well... This has really been great. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Thank you for thank you for coming. Eating the haggis. He ate eating the haggis. The haggis but yeah. he got a skateboard. He did. I would eat I haggis. If, if I wanted a skateboard, I would eat haggis. I, I, yeah. I would probably eat haggis without getting yeah, the Yeah, you would. <laughs> You're right. It started, it was a lower fries. And then my dad just really wanted he, to, yeah. to get me to eat haggis. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end, it's like, I'll buy you an entire skateboard. Yeah. Eat <laughs> No. no, what about the crocodile and all? I mean, he, he'll eat. Oh, we were in um, Norway and briefly, 
Yeah, no. At a, at a, no, I mean, we were there briefly, oh. but we went to a big farmer's market and I couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And he's in a corner eating a whale burger. <gasps> he was eating a whale. You have to follow his burgers on Instagram. Okay. What about, well, it, what about did it? Did it taste like chicken? The whale burger? No, uh, it was, uh, it was actually quite delicious. <sighs> yeah. Was it? Oh. What about but, when the whole family goes out to dinner? Do you? Do oh, you, we we have a. The do best we feel time. sorry about the? Does the waiter think to himself, "Why did I choose waiting tables?" Absolutely, every time. <laughs> we Will and I and his son Gabriel go out usually once a week, and then, yeah, we're we love yeah. to go out. So to I'm going to yeah. tell you something about Will, and uh, we have this ritual. If you can guess the to, oh. to the dollar, if you can guess the you know the bill, bill then then I shell it out. We call it the stupids go to dinner. <laughs> and so Will... Wait, what if you miss? What if you miss? Then you have to pay? No, no. No, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. So Will we, has three or four times done it exactly, including uh, in England when it was in pounds and shillings. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. Or euros. It's like Rain Man. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. So Will is... Has has won all those uh, those awards for being a, a smart calculator menu to the to the food, uh, but he doesn't need to do that when we go out on Sunday afternoons to the various venues that he does, and you know we pull out the credit card. So I'm saying, gee, Will, next time if you can get it correctly, you have to pay. Yes, <laughs> but you guys have gone for hamburgers, right? Of course. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're out of time, unfortunately. We could go on all day. Uh-huh. Thank you for yes, being thank here. Thank you. It's that was very entertaining. I was very entertained. It's been a pleasure to meet you and I can't wait to to talk to you more at some point because there's endless stories and, you know, it's been it's been really fun and you raised a really nice Thanks. boy. A very, very proud. Nice, a very nice boy. Mensch of a guy. Yes. Thank you so sure. much for having us. This is a fir- first. It's our pleasure. Thanks it's for our doing pleasure. it. Yes. Thank you for doing it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.